Married to who? Wait, wait, wait. Welcome to Married to Who, a podcast where a couple couples watch Dark Two for the very first time. My name is Jake. With me are Cody, Sam, Jill, and Alex, and producer Terry. This week, we're here to talk about Arachnids in the UK, written by Chris Chimnall, directed by Sally Abrahamian, aired October twenty eighth, two thousand eighteen. Sam, what'd you think? It was good. I liked it. Good episode. Fun. Cody, this episode was shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually surprised. There he is. I, I don't know why Sam liked it. I'll be curious to find out why, but I disliked it. It was a mess. I think we need to adopt the uh, neither the time nor the space um, rating of this because that's the only thing I can describe it. I think it was good with bad bits. Like it, it was a fine story. I would never ever watch it again, mostly because of the spoop factor or the gross factor. I can't tell which. But there were also parts that got me deep in the feels. So I think it was good with bad bits. Terry? I enjoyed it. Um, it. I don't know. I had questions on some of the stuff. But otherwise, As I, Terry's I thought do. it was... Yes, yes, it's true. Um, but otherwise, I, I enjoyed it. It was fun. Alex? Uh, I didn't mind, like, it's very middle, maybe even, like, le- like slightly less than middle for me. Like, it wasn't amazing, but it wasn't, like, absolute trash, I didn't think. Jake? When, the first time I saw this, I, I hated it a lot. I thought it was kind of, like, ineffectual and boring. Um... And I think I was just kind of like so excited for this season to, to air that when it did and this in the last episode didn't really do anything, I was just like bummed. But watch it today. I had a lovely time. There's nothing wrong with this episode. It's well paced. It's funny. The CGI is good. It's scary. Uh, it's a small little kind of almost a base under siege except it's a hotel infestation and uh yeah there it's uh i'm not gonna say it's perfect but i would say there's nothing wrong with it it's a good yeah i mean yeah nothing nothing was wrong with it didn't have like egregious errors i'd say it could be about seven minutes shorter but they, because they went down to 10 episodes for the season, they did 50 minute episodes. Didn't need to be 50 minutes. Agreed. I do think it had a good premise, though. And we, this is just going to be a list, so I'm going to try to stop. I'll wait until the appropriate time. <laughs> well, give us the first thing on your list. First thing on my list is I liked the, I think what I've been craving is more of the companion story. And we definitely got that, and I loved yeah. it. Yeah, like the, yeah. the part about the feels, Graham, man, oh, oh, just hit hard. So sad. Also, that's totally me haunting my husband if I die first. Of like, we all know <laughs> I'm dying first. Take the garbage out on Tuesday night. Like all the daily <laughs> things. Make sure you pay this bill by the eleventh. That's gonna be my haunting. In case anyone wants to know, <laughs> but I really we know. <laughs> really loved getting to know the companions a little bit better. And I think that did push the story longer and maybe there was some like irrelevant jumping around in the story, but that's the part of the story that I loved. So I'm totally okay yeah. with that. As Eccleson would say, a bit of the uh the domestic. Oh yeah. That with Yaz's family. There's good stuff there. Yaz's parents and her horny sister. <laughs> right? Like, if they couldn't make a more hateable character instantly. What? Dude, Ryan's gonna smash, for sure. Ryan's probably gonna smash. Wait, no, Ryan's gonna smash Yasmin. What? Yeah, I feel like Ryan and Yaz are gonna get together. 
Not if Yaz and the Doctor are getting together. It was brought up like twice. What? You are you are absolutely besides yourself, sir. <laughs> Clearly, Yaz's mom doesn't care who she's with. She just wants her to be with somebody. That yeah, yeah so she can get out of her goddamn house, <laughs> right? <laughs> I also did like the again. It's not like a. There was a real monster. There was the arachnids, but I liked the underlying of like the big company, big man capitalism scheme of it. Yeah, capitalism. capitalism. Yeah. yeah. Why does it got to be American? Come on, <laughs> just poking it at us. Running for president against Trump, and it's all for the line. Well, for that because that's fun, but also just the what is wrong with you people? Why don't you grab a gun and shoot something like a grown up? <laughs> <laughs> is he wrong? Well, and also, like, internationally, I feel like Americanism is capitalism. So it, it makes sense with with the writing. True. Which is weird, right? Because there's so many of us that are just fucking poor. <laughs> it's capitalism. <laughs> I don't know if you quite fit that category, but... Well, I there did. There are plenty of poor people in I was there. the other day when he had a second baby. <laughs> Like, we don't have a camper or a lake house just waving yeah right see these are the things that make you not poor we are poor <laughs> we poor you at least have a house that's true <laughs> oh, fuck see terry's here he can, he can vouch <laughs> oh no anyway um, i do like how they left the um the hotel owner uh like he wasn't punished. Like, we don't know if he was like fully punished or if he was reported or anything like that. And they just left it. It was like, well, shit, is he actually going to go and like rule the world for a while or what? Oh, yeah, the he's world. definitely president for sure. President what of the I'm world. I'm just hoping that that experience was punishment enough. Is that too naive? <laughs> no. Yep. Well, yeah. <laughs> nah, I mean, was it punishment enough? He's alive. He just got spooked a little bit. He lost, lost his hotel. Kevin. Kevin. He was pretty upset about Kevin. He was. Yeah. He was, he was upset see. about Kevin. He got spooked, but also his uh, business of running hotels on top of landfills was kind of exposed if people, like, unless he, like, but swept But nobody it knows. Everyone who knew left Jeez. and got on the TARDIS and took off. Well, yeah. I guess that also, scientist lady. Is that, like terrible like i don't yeah i don't understand exactly construction and stuff he maybe just, well I it's because it. they were they were improperly disposing of some of the garbage so like the stuff from the lab that was going in there wasn't like properly destroyed but that wasn't his company exactly. that was like the other company. no that was his company he yeah. owned oh. both companies oh he yeah ran he, both. he ran yeah it was vertical integration yeah. by owning everything of the process but that's not even the true definition of vertical integration. Vertical integration is like I make shirts, so I'm going to have crops that make the the cotton that also own like the the manufacturing that also own the brick and mortar stores that sell it. Like that's vertical integration. Like what he was saying was just different shit, but he's putting it all together. Yeah, it's more like synergy. Yes, yeah. But I don't know if it's on the owner to know what's being thrown away improperly. Right. It's more about just like his management. It's well, just like management. his style of business trickles down. Yeah, that's and fair. So like because he's a prick, he hires pricks. They do pricky things. But I kind of think building a fancy hotel on top of a crappy landmine is our landfill is brilliant. I wrote that down. I was like, that is fucking amazing. Like <laughs> just thinking about towns and having like industrial areas that are no longer used anymore that they would love to repurpose to like bring people to their cities and and communities for just like tourism and stuff like putting a golf course and a hotel on top of what used to be an industrial like coal mine is amazing <laughs> that's so smart well that but that does that happen also... and in sorry go ahead oh uh well in this it looks like he's just building a hotel which like landfills and coal mines are out in the middle of fucking nowhere so like, there's no one's gonna go to that hotel because it's not on the highway it's not near the city it's you gotta build some other stuff around it to create a reason to go there right 
So that plus like stadiums. <laughs> yeah, or like a golf course, like you said, make it a resort. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like just the fact that the hotel's fancy isn't good enough. You build fancy hotels next to stuff people do. Like you build them downtown by all the nice restaurants and the theaters and stuff. It's the this fucking setting is a fever dream. It makes no fucking sense. <laughs> Nobody in their right goddamn mind would do this. Nobody's going to invest that much money in a fucking high quality hotel to build it on just shit property. It's nonsense. The the ridiculous part of this is that it's a coal mine that they're simultaneously turning into a landfill and building on top of. Yeah, that's, that's the ridiculous part. Yeah. Besides your your previous point, like not on the highway or in a city, you know, where hotels have any profitability. It's it's fucking the pe- the second people find out that there's a landfill coal mine underneath it, nobody's going there. I don't know. I went to a resort in Jamaica once, and I didn't ask what what it was built on. So that's no no. People Next don't time. ask that, but eventually, people find out. Word spreads. It's probably giant spiders there now. Probably yeah. Okay, so going back to the spiders, with disposing of uh, spider carcasses, were they the being experimented on, or were they just spiders that they were having? Yeah, there? that. That woman and her uh, co-worker who died, they were studying spiders in their lab. That's how they re- they found out that spiders suddenly were acting super strange. They should probably get in trouble for throwing animals away that aren't dead. Exactly. <laughs> it's not all his fault. And that was my question, too, was if they are being experimented on and you knew they were dead, wouldn't you just, like, destroy them for sure so they couldn't be, like, picked up or used by any other companies like i feel like there's protocols well, i'm sure that was the intention and that's right. that's part of the the disposal company didn't do it right like they're supposed to be like incinerating them the but lab what... did everything in good faith right they hired a company who does this like the lab should have the incinerator and they should be throwing out the ash not the shit <laughs> <laughs> no there's definitely companies that like incinerate disposal from medical facilities and labs and stuff companies don't even take care of their own paper shreddings they need to just shred it on site and then pay people thousands of dollars to take it somewhere else to burn it's dumb yeah i was gonna say the same thing it's totally right so so have we just convinced you guys to come over to our side yet minus graham's catharsis which was beautiful and absolutely needed ryan couldn't give a goddamn flying fuck Ryan offered multiple times to go with him to Ryan's be support. Fucking mom died and he needs to support her boyfriend? <laughs> grandma. 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 Sorry. Grandma. Sorry. Grandma. Ryan's and husband. grandma died. Oh, they were married. Yeah. Well, oh. he he asked he said to Graham, like, oh, I'll come with, and Graham said, I want to do this by myself. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a lovely little moment where Graham or Ryan is about to express his familial feelings to Graham after having like explaining his dad's letter to him and now his dad uses the term proper family yeah. but then Graham rudely interrupts him to uh point out that neither of them have looked at the ceiling yet <laughs> awkward it's just such a fucking mess between like the catharsis and the realization like the coming down to earth of Graham and Ryan you don't really see it with Ryan you see it a lot with Graham Ryan's just like, yeah, I'll be here for you, bro. But he's a little fucking baby boy. His grandma died, and he's just like, nothing ever fucking happened. And then it, like, interjects with, like, by the way, we're spooky. But also, here's this plucky comic fucking relief bad guy here who's just <laughs> so bad at being bad. It was hard to watch. There's a lot of comedy in this episode. It's just strangely couldn't find itself. Go ahead. With Ryan, though, it did show him being mad at, like, his dad. Like, he he didn't initially open the letter because he was mad his dad didn't go to the funeral. That's your interpretation of it. Just because he didn't read a letter doesn't mean shit. Did you see his face? Like, he was pissed. <laughs> and he does was bring he? it up. I, yeah, that's that's the same interpretation I gave to you. That doesn't mean shit in Doctor Who. I'll say it. <laughs> I think it's pretty explicit in the writing. You think it's explicit in the writing? I figured what I got from that was he um, he, he knew who his dad was and he was walking right next to him. <laughs> That's just literally reading words like there is <laughs> there is subtext. 
No, I had I had closed captions on. I didn't see any subtext. <laughs> Fuck off. Uh, <laughs> what? Nothing? God damn it. You people are possible. The the dad jokes are strong with this one. He's doubled power. Doubled. <laughs> Double oh, we got a, We got a tweet from Matt at neither time nor the space asking if the rumors are true that pod baby number two is named Davros. Oh, it's shit. True. Yeah. How the fuck did he know, though? Like, he's across the world. <laughs> what would be the nickname for Davros? Dav. Just Dav? Ross. Ross. Oh, Ooh, Ross. Ross. Hey, Ross. What's up? But the V is silent. It's still Ross, but with a V. <laughs> what? Ross. <laughs> speaking speaking of tweets, I got a tweet here from Mrs. McCrimmon. Holy oh, shit. What? At, no, she can't Mrs. do that. You have to tell us to do her song. No, because her tweet's one word, and it's Sheffield. Sheffield. <laughs> she still deserves Ms. a song for that. No. Is you there... want your song, Mrs. J? Give me three words. Is there a Sheffield song? <laughs> or a, ga- a gif? <laughs> Mrs. J. McCrimmon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if i'm not mistaken mrs j lives in sheffield so she's super excited anytime or at least from imagine. there right yeah i'd be it's interested a... like is she was she afraid of spiders after seeing this episode aren't we all well speaking of afraid of spiders chris at this emo trash says this is the worst fucking episode ever why the fuck did it have to be goddamn fucking spiders why could it be fucking butterflies not even gonna rewatch this fucking nightmare fuck spiders fuck chibnall fuck this episode i'm out <laughs> why could it be follow the butterflies into the forest that's that's exactly how i was feeling jill was feeling she she was hating every scene with a spider in it I actually, like, halfway through, I was like, how much is left? And Alex was like, 20 minutes. And I was like, I can't. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> oh, my god! can't look at one more spider. He's like, you have to. I'm like, damn it. Uh, real quick, uh, you can <laughs> check out Chris, who sent us that tweet, on his new podcast, Five Rounds Rapid, um, the trailer <laughs> of which has just dropped on Spotify and I'm sure other podcast devices. That's Ooh. just where I saw it. I really enjoyed the uh camera perspectives from the spiders at least in like the beginning of it when like you're following along on the ground and like ooh i'm a spider and i was really kind of hoping that they would do that more often throughout the episode of like where the hell are all these spiders and make it more ominous of like they could be attacked at any moment but um yeah i really thought that was really fun thank you too. terry just wanted to say ooh i'm a spider ooh i'm a spider that's what i got from that too <laughs> but along clack, with the spiders um did anyone else think that they moved really slow like these like spiders are goddamn scary and those things move super fast and for how large those were they should have been able to run down a hallway like no other and like no one should have survived this episode so i would argue this you you assume if that they're bigger they can run faster, but if you're bigger you have more mass to move, so they could like they they would feasibly move slower. Yeah, there's a right? cubic law for like body mass. Knowing that the biggest one is unable to oxygenate enough to survive, then you would imagine that the ones in between a regular spider and the super giant spider would be on their way towards that, so they'd be less efficient. I. I'm okay, actually go super that. impressed that they brought that in. Yeah, that was that was good writing. I enjoyed that. That was getting the science right first and then writing around it. Except for they didn't do the second part. They did <laughs> they did have a scientific advisor on hand for the writing and the shoot. Yeah, she was on screen. It was the uh, the one <laughs> <Yeah>. lady. <laughs> Is this the first time we've seen the new doctor with the paper? With yeah, the I paper. think so. The paper, the, psych, the, the psychic, psychic paper. paper. Oh, the psychic paper. I think Obviously. it is. Um, also, we see so many inappropriate uses of the sonic screwdriver. Couldn't it have done something? No, it just opens things. Jake, you're really right. She really does have she, that stamp every same single time, doesn't she? 
thing. It's not even great. It makes me sad. Honestly, I, w- I wouldn't have noticed it if Jake didn't mention it last week. Yeah, the step back power stance. I was just bringing up the things people complain about just to see what you guys thought about them. Well, now they're noticeable. <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't know. I'm with you, Sam. I don't mind it when it's being used for something like that requires that intensity. She opened a door. I much prefer um, tenants like secretive, like lock picking where he's like trying to hide it, but you hear it and you see the light, but then the door opens. Just your description of that made me excited about that use of the screwdriver. (laughs) (laughs) I do like that the first time when they're opening the apartment door that she takes it out of her fanny pack instead of her <laughs> coat pocket. I know I noted the fanny pack and I was like, oh, she's got a fanny pack. I never saw that before. And Jill's like, I didn't see it. For our overseas listeners, Bumbeck. They'll, they'll be giggling. They'll be big, they'll be giggling at fanny pack because over there fanny means vagina. Is this a fun fact? <laughs> <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Um, speaking of uh, clothing choices for these characters, did anyone else notice that everyone in the TARDIS in the last sh- shot was wearing a red shirt? No. Nope. I did. Not like, else. everyone had a Wait, little... Wait, that's not true. Yaz was wearing a white shirt. No, but she, she had a red shirt underneath. Like, there was... Is it uh, possible there was a red light no, <laughs> shining not, on their shirt? No, because I made double check. Uh, but Graham had like his. That's red... not a sentence. He... I <laughs> made double check. <laughs> no, guys, it's true. They all had red. Yeah, he made double Reset, check. Terry, well, obviously because correct. You... Because you said I made double check, this all has to be deleted anyway. So who fucking no. cares? <laughs> Terry, she like I'm thinking of the scene when she like is like, oh, I'll go to the shop and get the whatever you need and then she goes to the TARDIS she's wearing a yeah. white shirt under a jacket correct with stars on it there is red on there too it's white and black it's what are you talking about jacket. He... oh the jacket is red <laughs> there's still red I was trying to say oh. Graham also had like a red sweater vest and Ryan had his red shirt it shouldn't have been a sweatshirt because he also only had yeah red t-shirt and then she yeah, had her sh- red shirt should have triple checked Oh my gosh. <laughs> Should have made triple check. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay, but why do we think that is? Do you have a theory? Part it's of me cautious. just wonders if it's not. Yes. No, if it wasn't more of just a costume set lighting choice of everyone being within like the same color for what was lighting on. So it has the nothing to do with anything. <laughs> well, no, visually it worked, but then it was no, it like... it has to do with what was lighting on inside the TARDIS. Yes. <laughs> In Terry's defense, it could, also, it could also have been... Because that was the scene where they became Team TARDIS. So that Correct. could have been them unifying color-wise. Why <laughs> wouldn't know. you wear blue? And blue probably wouldn't have matched really well in that lighting anyway. I also found it really funny when they were inside the, um, the, oh God, what is it called? Anyway, the lab where- Hotel. No, it was the lab. And the doctor was talking with the other, a scientist, and in the background, Ryan was doing shadow puppets. Yeah. Didn't catch that. That's part of the whole writing Ryan as an idiot thing. Ugh. I didn't like it. Yeah. It was a really weird Ryan stance after last week where, like, he had to do all the stuff. And now it's just, like, he's the moron. Yeah, they just put him in the background and tell him to just do weird shit. It's a really <laughs> weird change of pace for him. But he likes hip-hop. Of Which he that does. Song that song was, was really a fun, though. Was he, do you think the actor was dancing to a different song on the day of shooting <laughs> oh. and they put in this song later? Because it For is not sure. matching the song at all. He's no. got a disability, yeah. Jake. He's not coordinated. Anyway, I, oh. Terry was right. They all have red shirts. Ha ha. Yeah, he made double check. No, it's not a red shirt. It's a red jacket on Yaz then. 
No, un- she's wearing a red shirt underneath the white shirt with the blue stars. What the? So you fuck? could just see you could just see a little bit of it poking out from the open collar. Alex's whole life has been ruined. Uh, hold on, we gotta we gotta we we gotta make sure quad check. What? Make quad why check. are we make, spending we make so much time make, on make quad check? Right. <laughs> because the episode's not that good. <laughs> This is a good time. I wanted to bring up some, like, kind of the way Chimno's making this show is different than in the past. So, besides, obviously, a more diverse cast, he also wanted to have a a more diverse production team. He wanted half of the writers, half of the directors, at least, to be women. Um, I think all of the editors, but one is a woman. Um, there's people from all over the goddamn place, ethnicity-wise. Uh, it was just something he really wanted to focus on. Um, he also ca- did a writer's room in preparation for this season and the next. Some of the episodes that came out, came up with are for next season. Kind of like a traditional American show's writer's room. So him and the writers got together while he was still making Broadchurch and kind of broke story together. And then Chibnall took half the stories and he wrote them himself. And then he gave gave the, each of the other writers one story to do. And then for last week's episode, Rosa, he hired Mallory Blackman specifically to do the Rosa story. So that's if there's uh, in the way the way they used to do it before is either the showrunner would hire a writer and say, "Hey, Chibnall, dinosaurs on a spaceship, go." Or he would hire a writer and say, what do you got? And, and he would come and say, uh, you know, angels that only move when you can't see them. He did, and a little fun fact, he brought in some people who had worked on the show to the writer's room. Because none of these writers had worked on Doctor Who before. They're all brand new. And judging from their IMDb's, none of them really had ever written science fiction before. So he brought in people to kind of tell them how the show works from like a production standpoint. So that they would know kind of what they can and can't get away with when they're writing. Um, so they like brought in a costume designer who worked on the show, a director who had worked on the show. RTD came in and talked to him. Um, and in one of these meetings when they were, like Trimble was still working on Broadchurch, they were on the lot or like in the studio or close by, and David Tennant popped over, talked to him about Doctor Who. And then Jodie Whittaker popped in just to kind of say hi and she like joked that hey you guys should hire me to play a villain i'd be an awesome villain and then uh little did she know a year later she'd be the doctor that's really cool i really liked um how in the hotel uh it you had this vibe of a lot of girl power going on um just from the you had the main bad hotel owner and then, like, he's just matched with four women for most of it. And they're all just telling him to shut up. And, like, we are in charge. And that was just really fun to watch on screen. You know, it's weird. Like, I didn't... Not, like, now that you say that, I am realizing that was what was going on. But in the moment of watching it, even the second time, I didn't really get that feeling. Like, it was just, like, the good guys versus the bad guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There was one little part that i really like that shows this girl power you speak of where the doctor's going to head into the place with all the spiders or the the spider that just killed kevin and sucked him under the bathtub um she's about to go in there and everyone's super scared she takes a deep breath and exhales and she's like okay here we go and then she goes in, and then Yaz just follows her. Like, no fear, nothing. She's just like, yeah, let's go. And everyone else is just huddled outside being like, oh, you're that guy, and talking to Mr. Big. Zero fear. I don't know if it was props didn't do a well job or if it was meant to look like this, but when they pulled Kevin through the bathtub, uh, his legs looked a little jelly, like there were no bones in it, and that kind of added a horror factor to me thinking that like the spider had already injected him with venom or acid or whatever it is to break him down on the inside so i thought he was already just a jelly thing yeah those no bones those scenes of like the spiders actually attacking people was 
pure horror. I thought it, it, they were shot really well. Even the reveal scene of the neighbor that was cocooned in her bed, like that was. Yeah, I think creepy. that was the grossest one. Yeah, oh, the cocoons hanging downstairs, or yeah, in the basement, right? Uh, or in a room in the in the coal mine. They had yeah. the ha- the people right. hanging. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the part that I was, that got me. Ugh, disgusting. Passion fruit scented jar candle at b underscore bird underscore moth says very weak story. Some very backwards logic on the doctor's part in what she considers a merciful death, but on the bright side, there's some great banter in there too. Starve or suffocate? Was it suffocation? I think suffocate. No, not suffocate. I just noticed that my toenails perfectly match my Crocs. <laughs> oh dear. It's a good day. This is what I'm working with, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we, we might <laughs> need some that. fun facts by now. That's perfect. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Well, we got it. more tweets. Uh, let's see. James Courtney at Mr. J A Courtney says. I can't say it's particularly exciting. It feels too much like a police procedural. It's a very gray-looking episode, and the music doesn't add anything to liven it up. Ironically, the show has forgotten Yaz's job, and she lets Jack's bodyguards wave their guns around. It's a shame. I discovered your podcast just as you were going into this era. I worry I'm going to sound like I hate the show. I just got to the first lockdown pod in my listen, though. You did say the pandemic would go on that long how you left <laughs> oh no the episode did not you know, age that is well. an interesting point when uh the gun was brought out and was it ryan said that oh she wouldn't like that and i thought he was pointing to yaz and i was like yeah yaz is a police officer she's gonna confiscate or do whatever police officers do but then the doctor stepped forward was like yeah i don't like guns i was like oh oh okay <laughs> Well, I've looked this up before. It is really hard, but a private security person can get a license to carry a gun. And someone with the resources of Mr. Big would be able to get his people that license. Yeah, that must be hard in the UK. It'd be instantaneous in the US. They don't even need one. Yeah, you say, just... this is my hotel. Here's all my guns. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Did you guys love the whole reason they found the hotel? The the yield draw the lines on the map that trick? That was so no. strange because there was no, <laughs> no. <laughs> there was no reason that any of those lines couldn't cross across the center. N- no, it made no sense <laughs> whatsoever. They weren't straight it lines. Was, she was just scribbling. Was, was bad. <laughs> I forgot about that part. It would have been cool to, like, if they were, like, say it was, like, the tunnels of the mining shaft, and they would have to, like, follow it to a central location. Like, that would have been cool. But, nah. Fuck, fuck us. <laughs> I like the surprise reveal that it was Yaz's mom that was fired from that job and not just some random nobody. Oh, what was her, what was her name? Nadia. Nadia. That's right. And can I say, Nadia be banging. Nadia do be banging, for sure. I'm on board. Ba- Hold on. I don't think she's banging Yeah, what's, here we go. What's Alex with the again? goddamn banging gatekeeping. <laughs> nah, <laughs> no, I think I it's don't... fair. It's a good conversation. I mean, she's good. She's good looking, but I don't know. Like, she didn't command anything. Mr. Big has bangitude. I don't know if he has his mama's bangitude. You know Ooh. what? I'm gonna give you that one. Can you can you be can you be negative like an evil bangitude? Because he was bangitude. like the bad guy, but, yeah, but he's still yeah. bad. Have you heard of Missy? Oh, good one. That was a deep <laughs> cut. Oh, that got me. It's blood. There's blood everywhere. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> All right, Nick of Horror's Focus at Jury of Underscore One says, This one's okay. The Trump character is a bit much at times, and the ending isn't very doctory, allowing the spiders to just suffocate. They didn't suffocate. But this app does have some nice interactions Everyone with the fam and some really impressive special effects. <laughs> Something that's really improved in the Chibnall series. I like Ryan's shadow puppets in the background and really like the detail of how 13 clearly is very attached to the fam already. But after so many tragic ends for her companions doesn't want to impose herself too much on their lives. 
Yeah, I don't know how I feel about her, like, sitting at the TARDIS door, like, ah, shucks, I guess this is it, uh, unless someone wants to, you know. Well, and I thought, I wrote that down, because I thought that was interesting, like, I'm just thinking of, like, the the Christmas episodes, where the Doctor makes a point to not stick around, and not go to dinners, and try and, like, not be part of human life. And then in this one, she's sitting around, like, just waiting for an invitation and then takes it at the slightest hint yeah. of something else. So They can have different personalities. Well, right. That's what I was thinking. It's yeah. like, you know, that's that's gr- either growth or degradation. It's different. Like, it is this doctor for sure. Well, and this doctor has spent absolutely zero time by herself. Like, she re- regenerated, fell out of the TARDIS, and landed on these people and has been with them ever since. Yeah. Well, except Grace. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I am starting to wonder, though, uh, when the Doctor is going to figure out who she is or how she acts. Like, I'm because this is episode four, and we're almost halfway through the season. And I'm wondering, like, when is she going to figure herself out and what she wants to be? You don't think she has? She said it multiple times in this episode. Like, I'm still trying to figure myself out. Okay, yeah, well, maybe once. <laughs> but but it, it, means... was, it was about a very specific trait. She wasn't like, I know nothing about myself. It was just one little thing where she's like, oh, I guess. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. It seems like that's her catchphrase. <laughs> I don't know. She's the new Forky. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> All right, strap in. Ode underscore Ollie at Ode underscore Ollie. Who, if you go onto Apple Podcasts and Google Play, has also just released the trailer for his new podcast, which is called Companion Piece, um, and should be up on Spotify pretty soon, and should be dropping uh, next week. Well, by the time this comes out, a couple weeks ago. So check that out. There'll be some episodes up. Uh, he says, the effects are great, especially the look of the new Time Vortex. The sequence of the TARDIS in flight is incredible. Yeah, we didn't talk about that. The new Time Vortex. It's very... Oh, I have that written very down. very Bill and yeah. Ted. Cody and I talked about that. Yeah, I like it. It was really cool. Uh, the spiders are done quite well. Realistic and still creepy enough to unnerve. Seeing the effect Team TARDIS has already had on the Doctor is wonderful. Jody's physical acting when everyone leaves the TARDIS is well played. The gentle sadness in her expression is so clear, and the instant switch to joy is brilliant. And the Doctor trying to fit into domestic situations rarely goes well, and I love seeing that again in this. Uh, her attempts at small talk are wonderfully bad, though the fact she used to have sisters is intriguing and annoying that it's a single line. I think Chibnall wanted to have fun with the audience there. Uh, seeing the domestic side of the companions is great too, especially when we actually get a focus on each of them through the episode, even if the focus is more on Graham and Yaz. Though the scene of Ryan and Graham discussing the letter is so well played, quiet, and impactful, without too much needing to be said, it's still powerful. The episode's focus on Yaz and Nadja is great. We get to know more about her family without it overtaking the story. The glimpses we get into her home life really flesh her out, and I like that we get the confusion about the Doctor and Nadja feels like an RTD touch. The scenes between Graham and Grace are so quietly heartbreaking, showing the effect that grief has so well. Nothing much being said, but still so affecting regardless. Uh, Chris Noth is better than he's given credit for. Robertson is written a bit over the top, but he manages to lessen that and make him a good antagonist. He's irritating, but in the way he's meant to be. And I like that he's still given some moments to show he's just not an all-out amoral villain. And managing to escape a deserved comeuppance does intriguingly give the chance of a return. The story does get criticism for being political, especially environmentally so, but I'm not going to even start to respond to that. The amount of political stories, both classic and new, is a ridiculous amount, and I think the political side of the story is a lot subtler than who has been known to be, so I don't see that criticism myself. The resolution is perhaps a little weak. The human option is apparently what seems to be crueler and vice versa, especially given the tendency for spiders to turn to cannibalism when trapped. I think this story, think this is a story where the message got a bit clouded, but you can see what it was supposed to be. It isn't the best story, but I still like it, and I think it improves on a rewatch. So I'm into seeing what you think. Have a feeling I know what you'll say, but I might be surprised. 
I hope all's well with the new arrival and everyone's coping as well as you can. Wishing the best for you. And hopefully by the time I hear this, episode one of our podcast will be out as we recorded it yesterday. Nice. Yeah, we know. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. Are we allowed to listen is the question. Yes, is... He sent another tweet saying, it's okay to listen, it's spoiler-free. There might be one little thing that might be a tish spoilery, but he's going to put a timestamp for that in the description. It must be, we must be getting close to the point where there's not huge spoilers. We're on the... Oh, there's huge spoilers. Forever. Yeah. Huge. Forever. But there is only, like, outside of this season, what, there's two other seasons? Yeah, but there's a lot of spoilery shit next season. Right. So, you know, we yeah. got like... So keep it on lockdown. Into the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Literally and literally. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I got vaccinated. I'm going to just go out and do uh, <laughs> whatever Fucking rip it up. <laughs> I was going to message you and be like, hey, if you need someone to hold your baby for a while, I'm vaccinated. <laughs> I'm almost, right? almost over bronchitis, so... Hit me go. up. Oh man, don't bring me bronchitis though. I get that too often. I know that's. Why I was like, I'm gonna. I'll wait for that offer till I'm feeling 100. percent But I'm feeling 75. Perfect. Now, is, so is bronchitis nice. transferable? I didn't know that. That's germs. It so. is now. Huh. <laughs> I've lived with you and I am totally fine. You never. But get... do you have asthma? No. Does Jill? I mean, do you have asthma? Uh, not that I've been diagnosed with, but I wouldn't be surprised i've been taking That's... an inhaler and i feel a million times better i so I, I have do... exercise induced so i always get it and cody usually doesn't because he doesn't have it because we're men and we're stout yeah no i think that's <laughs> your weak Dad, women just doesn't exercise also, also alex like doesn't go outside it's it's yeah. pretty it's pretty it's cold. cold fuck so covid be... i'll take covid over negative <laughs> 20 yeah probably Ooh, not no, you wouldn't I'll take it back. Yeah, take that back. <laughs> but it's a close <laughs> margin. Alex, give me that fun facts you saw. Fun facts. Fun facts. <laughs> I pretty much said all of them, but I do like to look up the actors and see if they've been in Doctor Who before or in anything else I want to talk about. Um, Raven J. Ganatra played Hakeem Khan. He has his dad. He also played Neil in an episode of Torchwood titled Greeks Bearing Gifts and was used in the soap opera or was in the soap opera The Doctors four times as four different characters. I just found that amazing. His first one was like in 2005 and his last one was like in 2018. They just keep bringing him in. Wow. That's really funny. Alex, even the MVP themes out. Hold on. You're not even going to bring up Mr. Big? He was uh, in something. He, <laughs> he, he was in Sex in the City. Sure was. That's not one of the things I look up. Yeah, but it could be. <laughs> He's currently in The Equalizer with Queen Latifah. The one that they kept advertising do, during the superb owl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The very so. same. Okay, I do have to share that I'm pretty bitter about watching Sex in the City. Because the reason I watched it was because when I got Henry, who's a Cavalier King Charles fan, y'all, um, everybody, everyone was like, oh, he's the dog in Sex and the City. I was like, really? Like, I wouldn't have known that there's a significant dog in Sex and the City. But I got it so many times that I was like, okay, I need to watch this show. Last season, halfway through, dog doesn't even matter. Watched the entire series. Like one episode? No, I mean, it's in several episodes, but it's like not significant, and it takes you until season seven to see the Cavalier. Stupid. It's coming back. Sex in the City or the dog? Yep. Both? (laughs) Sex in the City. It's called Old Bitches in the City minus Kim Cattrall because no one likes her. What? It's going to be Sex in the Suburbs. It's decidedly extra knowledge of Sex in the City there, Jake, and I'm proud of you for it. Baby I've never seen Bahamas. Sex in the City. I just know that Cape Cattrall is not one of the people coming back, and That's I know what nobody makes that likes her. so extra. Uh, Alex, MVP, thanks, Doc. MVP. Alex, who's your MVP? 
I'm gonna give it to the doc. Uh, but who's your MVP? The, uh, the doctor. <laughs> Bad. Jody? Yes. Miss Whitaker, if you're nasty. Ooh. She nasty. <laughs> She she had right, really good. Cut. She had <laughs> she had really good uh, like delivery of lines. Like she was killing me with her joke lines, and it she was read good. Great. Good. Yeah, she read good. She acted good. I mean, that's yeah. her job, that's right? Her job. You can't give her MVP for yeah. that. Cody, who's your MVP? Uh the guy who plays Graham. It's like the fourth straight week you've given it to him. You need to learn his name. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. But Has he? I feel like I keep giving it to Graham. It's probably not me. I, But it's probably me. <laughs> Bradley Walsh. Bradley Walsh. Bradley Walsh is a great physical, physical actor. Everything he does makes sense, and I love it. So far. Jill, who's your MVP? I'm torn between Graham and the writing of Graham. Because I don't know if it was truly Bradley that made it amazing or just the writing that was really good for him. It was Bradley. Was it? Okay. Alex says it was Bradley, so I'll give it to Bradley Walsh. The, the, the script just said stand in a room and cry, and he... Did it way better than anyone else. <laughs> it was like the <laughs> half did. half dad cry. Oh, sweet. Yeah, he was really good. Yeah, I bet the script um, didn't even say that. The script good. just said, "Let Bradley do his thing," and then he walked in, <laughs> cracked his knuckles, and bam. Uh, just because of what's it called the like the screensaver thing for the episode? Can I give it to Whitaker's scrunch face? It's my favorite. <laughs> That's yep. face. So good. Terry. I'm going to give mine to the CGI department uh, for their designs of the spiders. Okay. They're just spiders, Terry. I know, God, but they could have been God, real it's their bad job spiders. to be spiders. Make spider big. But <laughs> these ones, they looked like believable and they moved really well. And You're designing right. those would have been a pain. It creeped you oh, out, Jill. <laughs> It did. I I enjoy on on that point. I enjoyed when Jill and I were watching it, and it was the scene where uh, was it Kevin was dying, and then like Mr. Big heard silence on on the other side of the door, so like opens the door, and then you see the spider moving, and you hear the like this crunching noise. Jill went, "Ugh!" <laughs> it was really funny. Kevin, <laughs> no. All right, well, visual effects are done by D-N-E-G now instead of milk. Um, they still use real SFX for special effects. So, yeah, D-N-E-G. I've been torn about my MVP. I was sitting here the whole time going to give it to Chris Noth for being the bad guy because I think he is really good in this. Um, but... I do also at the same time think this is Jody's best episode. Um, I think she pulls off the humor without being like too goofy, which she was kind of getting a little goofy in some of the previous episodes. But I, I think this one, she really pulls it all off um, in the best way. I agree. So yeah, Jody Whitaker. If you're nasty. <laughs> Okay, guys, it's time for the game. I know you hate the game. I'm coming up with a new game. It's just Please. taking some time. How do you know we hate it? So we're going to do the game again. And I apologize. <laughs> but this is what we have for now. Just apologizing doesn't count. It's now time for our Doctor Who IMDb cast list game, where I will list the characters in stories from the bottom of the list up. I'd give these nerds a chance to guess what story it is based on the characters that are in them. I have pre-selected the random order. It is Sam, Jill, Terry, Cody, Alex. Sam, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> the first... Fuck off. <laughs> the first name is... Peter. Voice of the Cybermen. That narrows it down. 
Um, Narrows it down. The one with the King Cyberman. Good guess. Jill, the next one is Cyber Leader. The one with the Cybermen and the Daleks. It's the last episode of a season where they blow up a bunch of stuff. Another good guess. Terry, the next one is Newsreader. Oh, um... Oh, God. I'm not sure. The one with the Cybermen that... Uh, Danny Pink is one of them, and he has to save the world, so he blows us Ooh, all up. Good guess. Really narrowing it down for Alex at the end of this list here. Um, I forgot to say in the uh, in- introduction to this game, they don't have to actually say the name of the episode. They could just describe it like they've been doing. Cody, the next name is Mr. Crane. Uh, is this the one with the fake doctor with the real screwdriver? Ooh, that's and the, the same King? one Sam said. Yeah, that's Wait, the King Cyberman one. <laughs> oh. Alex, the next name is Mrs. Moore. I don't know why you said it would narrow it down. I have no idea. Uh... Well, because there's just very few Cyberman episodes left. Oh. Um. This is the. I thought you'd get it off this name. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be one like you wouldn't have picked one that we've already previously done, right? Because, like, that's. I try not to. I don't have the best memory, but no, we have not. Okay. Um. Oh God, I don't know. Uh, the the one, the one with the um with uh was it Craig, his roommate, and the, there was like the oh. little cyber bug running around. We have done that one. Cody got it right. Oh, shit. It is not that one. All right. All right, Sam. We're really getting down there. The only character in all of Doctor Who that I share a name with, Jake Simmons. The one where the Cyberman is in Torchwood. Oh, that's the same one Jill said. Ah, shoot. (laughs) I always get mad or sad when... uh, Neither the time nor the space talks about this episode because they can never remember that guy's name, and they're like, "Oh, he's got one of those really boring names that no one could ever remember," and his name's Jake. Oh, no. <laughs> Jill, the next name is John Lumick. Uh, the one with all of the different Cybermen, like where we see like the Scarecrow Cybermen in the field. Oh, I think we've all we've said every Cyberman episode except the one it is. Terry, the next name is Pete Tyler. I. Oh no. I honestly can't think of anything. I don't know. The one that has like the Omni Rumix cube that the doctor or Amy Pond was in or something like that. I don't know. I'm yep, wrong. The one with Amy Pond has yep. Rose's dad, Pete <laughs> Tyler in it. <laughs> oh, son of a. Cody, the next name is Mickey Smith. <laughs> uh. Jesus Christ, I don't remember any of those episodes. I almost said this episode, too. Living Plastic. That, the first episode? Uh, it's the Alex, only one I remember. That doesn't have <laughs> Alex's next name it. is Jackie Tyler. It's the one with the, with the dual universes and the yeah. Cybermen show up. Yeah. The Age of Steel, the first Cybermen story. I didn't remember is the that, Cybermen being Is that a with... two-parter? Yes, it is. Yeah. Is it Pete the car Tyler... crash one? No, Pete Tyler no, was that's how in we the... meet Pete Tyler. Yeah, he was in the other this universe is... at... in one, one he didn't die. This is the one where we think die. we lose Rose originally because she like gets sucked through the thing and she's like, no. All right. That's too long They get ago. easier. I'd be surprised if this one gets past two names. Jill, it is your turn to go first. The first name is The Voice of the Ood. Uh, the last episode with the Ood, <laughs> where I don't even know if this is the Ood, to be honest, but where they're like in a forest and there's like a whole bunch of them singing. Is that the Ood? Terry, the next name is the Beast. Uh, oh God. Oh, I think they do sing in a forest, Jill. I think that's... David Tennant's like last episode that two-parter oh no I my brain is not working uh is it the 
wife of the doctor or the one where like the TARDIS goes into the one. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. It's not Cody. The next name is the Ood. You can do this, Cody. <sighs> do you want me to read the names back? Uh, The one where they're in the, like, that digging thing with all the Ood slaves. Uh-huh. And there's... Uh, like the ood slowly go crazy. What makes them go crazy? The beasts. <laughs> it's the <laughs> Satan pit. Are you talking about Satan's pit? Yeah. Like you guess the Satan pit for every other episode we've done. <laughs> okay, Cody has one. Sam, you got that first one right. Negative. Terry, it is your turn to go first. I'm really tempted just to skip the first four names. How do you guys feel about that? I'm good with it. Four rounds rapid. Yeah, Terry, I'll give you the first four names all as one. Okay. Gideon Vandeleur, Newsreader, Bill Turnbull, Sean Williams. Those are all real people playing themselves. Newsreader is a real person? Yeah. I mean, there's called nominal determinism. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I was going to say, my name is Nurse, a vast majority of the time working with adults. So, excuse me, Nurse. Um, (laughs) Oh, no. All I can think of, classic who. Oh, no. Nope, I don't. uh, Cody. The next name is Charles Dickens. Oh. Are you ready for what I'm about to say, Jake? Oh, no. Yep. It is A Tale of Two Cities. <laughs> so bad. What? Maybe describe the episode. <laughs> if I could fucking do that, I would. Did you? Okay. Uh, that was a real big giveaway. Alex, the next name is Dalek. What? <laughs> How's that a big giveaway? <laughs> The fact that Charles Dickens is in it? Oh, I thought you meant what Cody said. Okay. Oh, no, Cody didn't say anything. Yeah, he did. Did you not hear him? I, well, I, I didn't hear him. Oh, he said a, he said the episode's called The Tale of Two Cities. Oh, no, that's a book. Okay. One that I was supposed to read in high school and didn't. Ooh. Oh, no. But it's, it's about, like, the French Revolution. Okay, Charles Dickens... Alex, what's your guess? Ah, fuck. I hate it. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> I'm getting my, like, famous writers episodes mixed up. Is it? Right? No, That's fuck. how I feel, too. We already did the Gelf. Uh, you know, she's not on this list. Meredith Vieira also plays herself in this episode. Who the fuck is that? Wait, she's you on said the Today Charles... Show for, like, 20 years. Oh. You said Charles oh. Dickens, but also newsreader? I, I did. I... Way to catch that 20 minutes later. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to go See, with... this would be easier if you guys paid attention. I'm going to go with the one where, like, time is, like, mixed together, like I said last week. Yes. The yeah. Wedding of River Song, when okay. all time is happening at once. The rest of the names were the silent Dr. Malachi, Emperor Winston Churchill, Doria Maldivar, Madame Kavarian... River song, Rory, Amy, and the Doctor. That was Literally Alex do not has... remember this episode. Same. <laughs> that was break. You don't remember that? That was when they're like I the pterodactyl so. and the train was like passing each other. That makes even less sense to me now. I I, I thought it was cool. Alright. <laughs> Alex has two. We'll call Alex the winner there. We're doing race to two. <laughs> Ta-da! I did it. Because you guys are whiny bitches. <laughs> <laughs> it's probable. Alex, give me that paper cup of these on. This has been Married to Who's episode on Arachnids in the UK. If you want to participate in our socials, you can do so on Twitter, Married to Who Pod, on Instagram, Married to Who. 
Or you can email us, marriedwho at gmail.com. If you want to listen to this podcast, you could do so on our website. Go all the way back to the beginning. Listen to all of our episodes at marriedwho.com. Or if you just want to listen to some of the newer ones, you can do so on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. On behalf of myself, Jake, Alex, Jill, Cody, Sam, and our producer, Terry, thank you so much for listening. Please join us next time for the Saranga Conundrum. Bam, <laughs> <laughs>